Hey guys, welcome back to another episode of Europod, episode 3. So, different languages are everywhere, but the history of these languages is less well known. My name is Sharon Sun, and here we'll be discussing the history of languages, analyzing relationships between languages, examining their evolution throughout time, and mapping out their distribution across the planet. When learning a new language, languages closer in characteristics to your mother tongue are going to be far more familiar compared to learning a language with unrelated origins. This podcast will cover why, and it will be primarily following European languages. Today, we'll be covering Portuguese, another one of Latin's famous daughter languages and a close relative to Spanish. So, about a week ago, that's a week ago from when I wrote out this script, I actually watched the Copa America final between Brazil and Argentina. And Copa America is basically like a soccer tournament between the national teams of South American countries. And I was watching the second half of the match, and I was also really disappointed at the end because I was hyping up Brazil to make a comeback, which evidently didn't happen. Anyways, this is relevant to the podcast because Brazil and Argentina are both South American countries. Brazil actually being the largest in South America, but whereas Argentina and most of its continental neighbors speak Latin American Spanish, Brazil actually speaks Portuguese. And I have to put this out here first because given the popularity of Spanish throughout South America, a lot of people assume that Brazil speaks Spanish as well, which it doesn't. Brazil hosts the greatest number of Portuguese speakers in the world actually. However, the language originated across the Atlantic in the Iberian country of, you guessed it, Portugal. Portuguese is a Romance language, so our history will recount the past evolution of Latin into a regional dialect in the modern country of Portugal. Portugal, which neighbors Spain, finds a lot in common with its language and the Spanish language, so let me know if you hear something similar. So first, we'll start with how Latin as a language became transplanted from Rome, which lies at the heart of the Italian peninsula, all the way over west to Portugal, which lies at the southwestern end of the Iberian Peninsula, bordering Spain and the Atlantic. The Iberian Peninsula can also simply be called Iberia. So a short recount of Latin is that the language originates around the city of Rome, which was founded in 753 BC, and it was the language spoken by the Romans and was spread far throughout Europe due to Roman expansion. Rome expanded into Iberia after the Second Punic War, which was the second of the Punic Wars. And these were a series of wars between the Roman Republic, which was based in the Italian peninsula, and Carthage, which was a maritime empire that controlled parts of northern Africa and was based around modern-day Tunisia. Prior to the Second Punic War, which broke out in 218 BC, Carthage controlled much of southeastern Iberia. In 201 BC, at the close of the Second Punic War, Rome defeated Carthage and acquired all of the empire's territories in Iberia. However, this still remained only part of the peninsula the southeastern territories formerly owned by Carthage. And finally, in 19 BC, Emperor Augustus annexed the entirety of the Iberian Peninsula 
into his Roman Empire, assimilating the peninsula's native tribes into the Roman world. These native tribes were groups of Celtic people who had been living on the peninsula before the Romans or Carthaginians. The whole of Iberia was now under the Roman Empire, and Latin arrived at this southwestern land via Roman merchants, settlers, and soldiers. However, Roman expansion wasn't to last. Around 400 AD, the Western Roman Empire began to fall at the hands of the Germanic tribes bordering the empire. Germanic peoples conquered Roman Iberia and settled in, assimilating themselves into local Roman culture and adopting the local languages of the peninsula. Usually, these were Latin dialects. The Latin language had been a part of Iberia for hundreds of years, thanks to Roman annexation, but languages over time and separation do change and evolve. This process was also accelerated by the collapse of the Roman Empire, and the invasion of the Germanic tribes further isolated Iberia from the remainder of Rome. Over time, the Latin language all across the Iberian Peninsula grew to develop unique characteristics across regions, which lay the groundwork for new languages to emerge. Of course, many dialects were produced from this chain of evolutions, many of which still exist today, but today we'll focus on Galician Portuguese, an early form of modern Portuguese. So let's first pinpoint where this was spoken. Galician Portuguese first appeared in Galicia, a region in the very northwest of Iberia, and also in northern Portugal. This is obviously where it gets its name, although Galician Portuguese is also referred to as Old Portuguese, or as Medieval Galician. It was widely spoken by the area's Germanic peoples, and in fact, the language today has some influence from Germanic words. We find this in examples like the verb briar, the word orgullo, and place names like Hizende, a municipality in Portugal. And further, although Portuguese clearly is Latin in origin, employing the Latin alphabet for writing and also utilizing Latin grammar, the vulgar Latin dialect had absorbed influences from the Celtic civilizations that had existed in Iberia prior to Roman domination. Town names like Braganza and Setubao, and words like Pequeno and Cantu stem from Celtic or Proto-Celtic words. In addition, the term Lusophone, which refers to a Portuguese speaker, is derived from the word Lusitani which refers to the Lusitanian people living in the west of Iberia before Roman arrival. Lusitania is also, rarely, used as an alternate name for Portugal. Now, the Germanic kings that had conquered much of Iberia were beginning to fracture and were having difficulties holding their subjects together, which made the peninsula a target ripe for conquest in the eyes of the neighboring Moors. And the term Moor refers to the Muslim Berber population in North Africa, although it later evolved into a sort of catch-all term for the Muslims in North Africa, including Muslim Arabs. In 711 AD, Moorish raiders crossed the Strait of Gibraltar from Northern Africa to the south of Iberia, conquering the local Germanic kingdoms. And in eight years, 
Moorish general Tariq ibn Ziyad brought most of the peninsula under the control of the Umayyad Caliphate, a vast Islamic kingdom based in modern-day Syria. The Umayyad territories in Iberia adopted Arabic as an administrative language, a development which would see Arabic words and roots absorbed into the old Portuguese lexicon. It's estimated that Arabic contributed 400 to 600 words to Portuguese vocabulary, notably in words like azeit, aldea, or in names of Portuguese places such as Fatima and the Algarve. These influences from Arabic and Germanic and Celtic languages likely accelerated the development of unique characteristics that began to distinguish the vulgar Latin dialect into Galician Portuguese. The first document found to contain Galician Portuguese words was discovered in northern Portugal, called the Doação à Igreja de Sozelo, in English, the Donation to the Church of Sozelo. It was dated to 870 AD. Still, it was composed largely of medieval Latin writing. Another different document, dated 12 years after the former to 882 AD, was also found to contain some words in Galician Portuguese. Notably, Galician Portuguese was also the native language of the Kingdom of Galicia, which was founded in 409 AD. Galicia was a Germanic kingdom and was located in the very northwest of Iberia, in what is today the modern region of Galicia in Spain. And so in this Germanic kingdom, they did speak Galician Portuguese. Galician Portuguese was also popular throughout Iberia in neighboring Christian medieval kingdoms in song and poetry. The medieval period is generally accepted as a period between 400 AD, around the collapse of the Roman Empire, and the 14th century, around the start of the Renaissance. So, the Kingdom of Galicia became incorporated into the Kingdom of Asturias during the 8th century. And in 910 AD, the King of Asturias, Alfonso III, was deposed by three of his sons. And in 924, 14 years later, Asturias transitioned into the Kingdom of Leon under King Frilla II, who was Alfonso's son. And the Kingdom of Leon under Fruella encompassed the modern regions of Castile, Galicia, Leon, and Asturias along the northern coast of Iberia. In 1096, in the Kingdom of Leon, the County of Portugal was established, and the County of Portugal was initially part of Galicia, but it was separated from the Kingdom for political reasons. And because it was initially part of Galicia, the county still spoke Galician Portuguese, which was then just called the common language. And it was located just south of Galicia and west of León, on the western coast of the middle of the peninsula, where today it would constitute northern Portugal. In 1139 AD, Count Afonso Enriquez of Portugal renounced the control of the Kingdom of Leon over the county of Portugal. And in 1143, in the Treaty of Zamora, Portugal was then recognized by the King of Leon to be an independent kingdom. Thus, the Kingdom of Portugal was formed from the county of Portugal, with Afonso Enriquez, Count Afonso Enriquez, 
becoming King Afonso I of Portugal. After Afonso, later Portuguese kings would expand Portuguese territory and the language southwards in the reconquest of the Iberian Peninsula from the Moors, who were finally expelled from Iberia in 1492. In 1290, the Portuguese king Denis, the only Denis ever of Portuguese royalty, decreed that Old Portuguese, which was then called the common language, should be preferred over Latin and used in administration, and that it was also from then to be known as the language of Portuguese. However, Galician Portuguese continued evolving and branched down separate paths. One path was through the Kingdom of Portugal, where within the kingdom, Old Portuguese was developing into modern Portuguese. On the other hand, Galicia still remained under Leonese rule, and Leon became united with Castile, the Kingdom of Castile, in the 13th century. And the Kingdom of Castile would later evolve, would later develop into the Kingdom of Spain. So essentially, Galician Portuguese then evolved into that Galician with aid from Castilian Spanish influences. And today, Galicia remains an autonomous community of Spain, not Portugal. In 1516, a publication by the poet Garcia de Hazend marked the end of the era of Old Portuguese. And modern Portuguese then continued absorbing complex Greek and Latin words into its lexicon during the Renaissance. The language also later underwent standardization, aided by publications on Portuguese grammar rules by Fernão de Oliveira and Joel de Barros. The Portuguese language expanded and was transplanted all throughout the world throughout the voyages of Portuguese explorers, conquerors, missionaries, and settlers during the 15th and 16th centuries, which is also dubbed the Age of Exploration. And these saw establishments of colonies all over the world in Asia, Africa, and the Americas, which often had Portuguese as the colonial administrative language or as a popular language for trade, thereby spreading the language all across the world. So here are some notable and officially Lusophone countries that speak the language primarily as a development of Portuguese colonialism. So first of all, Portugal obviously has Portuguese as its official language. And later we have Brazil in South America as a product of Portuguese colonies in the Americas. And after we have Angola, Mozambique, Guinea-Bissau, Equatorial Guinea, Sao Tome and Principe in Africa. And in Asia, we have East Timor and Macau. So while each region and country often develops its own Portuguese dialect or Creole, uh, the most prominent is the difference between the European set and the Brazilian set of dialects of Portuguese. And I want to focus on this because these two are the most famous and the differences are so sharp that spoken Brazilian and European Portuguese sometimes are not mutually intelligible, despite being the same language. And if you're interested in the differences, there are plenty of videos online to demonstrate them. But this difference in the language can be attributed to Portugal's sheer distance from its American colony, 
as well as numerous influences within the Brazilian dialects from immigrant, native, and slave populations in Brazil, which often brought in African and Native American tones and vocabulary. Where, on the other hand, European dialects of Portuguese are more resistant to change, are more homogeneous, and more standardized. Still, Brazil is home to the vast majority of Lusophones, and the country is considered on track to develop into a world superpower, with its vast resources, size, corporations, and growing global influence largely propelling the language to its status as the sixth most spoken in the world and the most spoken language in the Southern Hemisphere. As such, Portuguese continues on the legacy of the Roman Empire and multiple historic civilizations as one of the fastest growing and most popular languages of the world today. Thanks for tuning in to this episode of Europod on the history of Portuguese, and I hope to see you again in the next episode as I review the Italian language.